Hello everybody, uh, my name is Goof Norton, welcome back to another broadcast of the Goof Norton Radio Show. It is your, what is today, Wednesday episode. It's your Wednesday episode. Um, today is about being better uh, for ourselves and the people around us. Because I was sitting here kind of thinking, I'm like, man... I don't know what got me thinking on it, but because these, again, these things randomly pop in my head sometimes. Um, I don't know where the train of thought comes from. Some, I don't remember sometimes, most times I don't remember. And, you know, that I get on these tangents in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that's, (laughs) that's really good. It's a good way of thinking about it. So that's, that's just how I am sometimes. It's just, it's weird. But, 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 um, I kind of wanted to put it out there and say openly that if you can't acknowledge your own flaws and you dare to critique somebody else, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong and you are wrong in that situation. You know, like if, if you are, especially if you're trying to critique somebody in the area that you're also struggling with. Yes, you are wrong in that situation. Unless you are openly admitting and accepting your flaws in said area and are trying to actively improve in that area, then okay. But if you're not, you know, you're not, you're not acknowledging that you're flawed in that area. You're not actively trying to improve yourself in that area and you have no room, no right to talk to somebody else about that and put them down concerning that kind of thing. So, with that being said, there's something totally, I guess not totally irrelevant, but pretty much irrelevant uh, to to what I just previously said. Uh, We need to stop downplaying a lot of uh, ourselves. And I mean this in the sense of, when when it pertains to our skills and our talents, because I think there are too many people out there and especially my generation, like this is, this is a, this is an us thing. We are good at things. My generation is phenomenal at certain things. Some things that are, would be considered old school and some things that would be considered new school dealing with technology or the arts or, you know, mathematics or science or whatever. We have excellent skills, but the problem that we have is that we are a little bit too modest about it. And when I mean too modest, I think there is such a thing about being too modest because we completely, sometimes completely downplay what we're good at. And we neglect these talents um, that at one point probably were skills when we were children or, you know, middle school or junior high, even high school at the latest. And then suddenly when we became adults, all that stuff kind of just fizzled away uh, because of self-consciousness and anxiety and the pressure of trying to keep up and the the pressures that come with being successful in certain areas. Um, Oh, I think I was thinking about this because I was, uh, because I, uh, I think in the last podcast, I said something about me not being that much of a conversationalist and whatnot, because I needed to be kind of probed. I need to be prompted in order for me to really, involve myself in the conversation. Otherwise I don't feel like it's a necessity for me to add anything. Cause I usually don't have anything to add unless I'm asked about something. 
That's when I interact with. That's when I choose to interact with. And that's my choice. And there's nothing wrong with that, I don't think. Like, if somebody feels awkward because of it, well, that's not really my problem. I feel awkward speaking when I shouldn't be speaking. <laughs> you know? I, I, I take that, you know, questioning as my turn to speak. Oh, finally. Because that's when I actively know that somebody gives a crap about what I have to say. Is when they ask me, you know. That's my tell. And I choose to use that in confidence. And I think I'll keep it that way. You know, because unless it's like a business dealing where I, where I need to be more assertive, I'm not going to really be. Because um, otherwise it's a non-essential conversation. You know, it's not about business or like my relationship, things like that. But that's a very small, that's a very select and small group of people that I would have to talk to about that kind of stuff. Oh no, a piece of my sweatshirt ripped off. Uh oh. Well, this thing is becoming old anyway. I've been wearing this thing since forever. Um, but yeah, like my generation has a bad habit of downplaying our skills and our talents. And it, and it hurts to see that because I, I'm a victim of this too. I'm guilty of this too, I should say. Not a victim. I'm guilty of this. I'm absolutely guilty of this. Because there are things that I can do. There's things that I used to be able to do that I don't do it. I can't do anymore, really. I used to be a very athletic child. Um, incredibly athletic. I wish I, like, I, I, at some point at, when I was young, too, I was like, man, I wish I had a cameraman following me around to catch all my, like, extremely athletic, my, my athletic moments, because it'd be well over, you know, an hour of, of footage, worth of footage. Because, I mean, even today, I'm like, dang, I really did that. And I don't, and I, I would probably watch it and I wouldn't look at it as stupid. I'm like, this was me. Like I could, I could run this fast and I could, you know, I could jump this high and do all these things. And I was, you know, my hand-eye coordination was incredible, you know, impeccable. Uh, but, and nowadays I'm kind of a slug compared to what I used to be. Like I'm, I'm strong as heck today, but man, I used to be super agile uh, when I was younger. I, I still possess the ability to do some things and I have some agility left. I just have no reason to use it because, again, I'm not in school. There's no PE in real life. It's just me going to work out and me working out is an activity that I choose to do, not something that a PE teacher, you know, uh, makes us do. And since I like to lift, I'm going to lift, <laughs> you know, when I have to do like some kind of anytime I do like anything agility related, it's, you know, like a hit workout. But again, it's not for like a grade. It has its purpose in my life because I probably need it for some activity in the future um, or something. So it's only out of necessity that I do such a thing. And it's not very often that I do such a thing because I don't find it because in my daily life, I don't need agility that much. I really don't. I, um, I live in an environment where that's not important. I'm not a professional athlete or anything like that, so I don't keep myself to a high standard. And I guess, you know, for me, it's just, it's a different kind of pressure because I'm not, because I am, I still am having fun with it because I had fun in PE doing those things. But my idea of fun has changed because when I was, as a kid, you know, kids like, you know, playing tag or like playing capture the flag or just doing fun things where they can kind of maintain a lot more control of what's going on in the game 
rather than, you know, the rules dictating more of what goes on. Um, and the rules just kind of play as, like... Because in some games, like, rules are very, like, tight and strict. Other times, rules are kind of just, like, pretty much like in basketball or any other sport that requires, like, a, a court or a field to play on. There's out-of-bounds, and it's pretty clear. But then you have the entirety of the court to kind of do whatever you want to do. That's kind of how the rules are kind of set up in a way. There's just a huge, there's just a, you know, there's a clear line of like, okay, this is as far as you can go, but you have the rest of this huge area to do exactly what you, whatever you want to do, you know, and however you want to do it. So we kind of like those more freeform games, you know, and then the, that was, uh, PE was my jam. But I've also, you know, again, I've been, I've been, you know, an, an incredible, well, I used to be an incredible actor. I don't really do that stuff anymore because um, I'm way out of practice. <laughs> um, and though I still have, like, I still have a taste for it. I really do. But finding the time to rehearse lines, because, you know, again, in the school schedule, it's, it's fit in there. Like, I don't have to make time. There is time already set out for me in my schedule. But nowadays, you know, being an adult, and being involved in a few other things that I normally do, I have to make time out of my schedule to make that happen. Um, and I guess it's, and it, and it also is a bit different because, you know, in school, having a teacher who's a professional actor, who's been a professional actor for 10 plus years, was like, that was, okay, cool. Somebody to actively critique on what I'm doing and tell me exactly what I'm doing wrong and get me there to where I need to be, as close as I can be. Um, and I would need to, you know, do a lot of preparation because there was such a, there was a cycle already set up, uh, for me, for us, I should say as a class, especially when it came to acting where you would, we would go through certain steps and parts of acting that would prepare us. We didn't know it. We just like, Oh, this is a unit that we hated, or this is a unit that we loved that would prepare us for actually doing a scene and getting to the point where we could, you know, be in a play. And so I don't really have, I don't have a group or anything to go to when it comes to these kind of things. And it sucks. In a sense, it sucks because sometimes I do, some days they're like, man, I really want to get back into that, but I can't because I don't have that group or anybody to turn to for that kind of thing. Um, and it's kind of, it's a pride thing as well, because trying to, because I could probably find a group, but then introducing myself and, you know, with the experience that I have, you know, and it, it, it could be, I could be easily laughed at and mocked for the quote unquote experience that I have, since all the experience I have is pretty much school, but not college level school. It's just like, oh, high school. Wow. Ha ha. Uh, what a pro, you know, I can, I can already hear, uh, the mockery in my head. So that may be a reason why, you know, I don't get back into that, but I was good at it. Um, and that's one other thing I have to note. A lot of the things that, that are, that are good about me aren't said by me initially. They're usually said by other and noted by other people first and told to my face before I fully acknowledge that. 
Because you can think you're good at something because a lot of people think they really sound good when they're singing in the car. And then you get in there with them and you're like, oh my gosh, you are so off key. It makes my ears bleed. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that is legitimately the case. And it's like, okay, you can stop now. I think I've had enough, you know? And again, sometimes that is, that is what happens. Sometimes that is, you know, the case. We think we're good at something, but turns out we're actually really terrible at something. So I haven't been waiting for people, other people to say that stuff on purpose. That's just kind of how it went. That's how it happened to go. And I've just been like, okay, I'll accept that, you know, because I don't really, again, I don't boast about myself that often. I'm, you know, I, I do relish my achievements I've, I've made in life, but I don't try to boast too often because then it becomes kind of like too pride, too much, you know, too much pride. And that's a dangerous thing to have. It's like, okay, no need to be too full of yourself because that's not attractive. That's kind of, it's kind of, uh, people tend to stay away from you if you're too much like that. Um, but I do acknowledge the fact that I am actually good at some things. Um, like some people think I'm a really good speaker because of this show and the things that I've said and done on this show and the stories I've told and the guests I've had on, um, and just the, you know, individual episodes that I've done by myself, people seem to really enjoy it. They're like, Oh my gosh, it's a, it's a good show and whatnot. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Guess I'll keep doing it then. Which is, you know, partially the reason why I'm still here after six years. Like, it's... I probably would have stopped if enough people had been like, yeah, this you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I probably would have stopped. I more than likely would have stopped after a while. You know, because there's a certain level of hate that you that you will get if you're doing a good thing. That's just like, oh, they're just, you know, haters. Because they're, they're, people will hate on a, a good thing for no reason. Other, no, for no other reason than they just don't want to see it succeed. And they're just kind of like, why, well, why didn't I think of this kind of thing? It's a, you know, a gen, uh, gen, uh, jealousy or envy. There we go. Like my brain was combined those two words and I was going to say like gen V no jealousy or envy. And, um, you know, sometimes that's just, that's just what happens. And sometimes, and, and those people, I think you, you'll be able to tell because they'll just come up with ridiculous reasons of why to hate something, uh, that, or that they, the reasons, yeah, that they hate something will be ridiculous. And it's like, what do you, why would that be the reason that you, whatever. And you'll just kind of be like, okay, you psycho, stay away from me. <laughs> um, but I, you know, again, I used to be a good writer. I used to be a good speaker when it came to presentations and it's weird Cause I would always surprise people and myself equally, um, after, you know, performing a piece like a monologue for my, you know, for drama or doing a presentation, writing a paper. My teachers always usually had good things to compliment me on when it came to writing papers, argumentative papers. I was pretty decent at because I am a person who is very good at acknowledging the other side of the argument. Because I think that's one thing that people lack today is acknowledging the other side. They only want to be right under on their own terms. They only want to be right. 
and and they don't want to ever put in the effort to acknowledge that the other side may have a point or two of why that whatever they're trying to defend may not be as good as they think it is. But when, but truly in, 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 from my point of view, and I guess statistically, the point is stronger when I can acknowledge the other person's point of view and then come back with another point against whatever they brought that kind of kicks that, you know, leg out from underneath them. Obviously in a proper way, not in some cheap, you know, you know, cheap shot type of way, but in a proper uh, way that falls within the um, parameters of the of the paper and such. So, like, I want to tell you, your argument gets stronger when you can absolutely acknowledge the other side's point of view, because that shows that you are open minded and that you are understanding um, of that side's opinions and whatnot, and you're not so closed minded and stubborn, you know. I call it the old school parent way of thinking. And the reason why I say that is because there, you know, the old school parent way of thinking is that I'm the parent, I'm right, you're wrong, you can never be right because you're just a dumb kid and you live under my roof and I provide everything for you, so I'm always right. You shut up and listen because I said so. Terrible way, honestly, terrible way of, of parenting. <laughs> in, in, in my own opinion, in my own opinion. Because not hearing somebody out, not letting, you know, not letting your kid be heard out, you know, not, not hearing them out and not at least letting them get something in to be like, so that way they know that they're being heard. Because sometimes that's, especially with teenagers, that's all they want to do is be heard. Their, their opinions and their views may be stupid because they're teenagers and what the frick do teenagers know about real life? (laughs) But seriously, but sometimes they do have valid points. Because sometimes they'll catch you on your nonsense and they'll call you out on it and be like, hey, whoa, you said this was a rule. And and I know a lot of parents out there that have a bad habit of setting rules for the household but not following it themselves. Like, you're supposed to lead by example. You can't expect kids to, you know, obey you totally and, and follow you totally if you don't even follow your own rules. Like, how am I supposed to, you know, trust that this thing is good for me if you won't even do it? Hmm? You know, I get parents or, and some parents are just, they deal with, they deal with children who are very like argumentative and just very much rebellious because I don't know, whatever reason that the kid is like that, maybe the parent was that when they were young and you know, that's how kids are. Kids are definitely a reflection of their parents, attitude and all, not just looks, but attitude too. Lots of mothers and daughters have quarrels and things like that. And it's fathers and sons, like, it happens. It happens. So, um, you know, I, I just, I kind of think that way of parenting is kind of, it's rough. It can be rough. Um, because it can have some, it can yield some dangerous results. Because that's how you sometimes get the kid who just doesn't listen to authority because they're not being heard out at home. You know, that, 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 that creates a troublesome kid. But when you actually, you know, hear a kid out, sometimes they'll realize and let them realize, you know, that they may be wrong in what they said or, you know, did. But because you're so against them and trying to overrule them so harshly and so, you know, just um, like a dictator, 
they'll be they'll be too angry at you and too upset with you to really realize what they said or what they did may be wrong or that their opinion may actually not be as right as they think it is but again not hearing them out not letting them being able to let, you know letting them be be able to speak is kind of like it's kind of sucky because how would you feel if your boss or if somebody in your life that you you trusted with you know you trusted with a lot of information or whatever just never heard you out like your best friend was just suddenly like nah shut up whatever you have to say is wrong you're stupid like i i'm right because i'm older than you and i have more responsibilities than you like that nobody likes being told that it's rude there's a proper way of saying things and there's a wrong way of saying things and i think a lot of parents need to figure that out too Cause I get it, right? Kids can be annoying. You just want them to sometimes just honestly shut up and just do what they, you know, do what they need to do. But that's not the way. Again, life doesn't always work out the way we want it to. Sometimes you're gonna have to deal with difficult situations like that. So, you know, I say, hey, you know, while you're there, instead of getting super irritated, just hear them out. Just hear them out. Let them speak their piece. Because if they don't tell it to you, they're going to tell it to someone else, you know, who may end up fueling that fire of, um, and it may turn into something more dangerous than what it could have been if had you just been there to give them some reasonable um, counsel, you know. Uh, But back to the point, sorry, I kind of went off on that. Uh, Back to the main point, like, yes, like, we need to stop downplaying our our talents and skills like what the talent and skill you may have may be a light to somebody else because somebody else may be ashamed or afraid of you know letting themselves show in that sense ow but if you if you if we all i'm not gonna say you but me as well but if we really start letting ourselves accepting ourselves in that manner like because we all have talents and skills that we are you know very good with and we really do. We have a lot of stuff that, that there there is to be uh, amazed uh, at. It's like, oh my gosh. There's a lot of stuff we can look at and see other people doing. It's like, oh, it's amazing. But too many of us are too shy and, and, and just too timid to go in and just do those things. The worst thing that's going to happen is that you're just going to fail. That's it. And you, we fail other things and we just kind of shake it off and we're like, whatever. But suddenly when it comes to those things, all of a sudden fear is just, failure is such like the, is just, it's like a death sentence. No, there's nothing to fear. Like failure, we fail in other aspects of our lives and we just get up and walk away like nothing ever, like like it was nothing. And we just keep going about our day, keep going on about our day. But all of a sudden when it comes to these, these talents and skills that we have, we're afraid to fail because what? You think it's going to make you look weak and then people are going to be like, oh, you can't really can't do this. In order to hone a talent into a skill, failure's got to happen at some point or another because you got to discover what to do and what not to do. And that's what's what failure is there for. You know, that's what failure is for. It's for learning. It's a learning experience. It is a it's a bridge to more knowledge that maybe you missed out on or you wouldn't have gotten had you been perfect in certain tasks and activities. Failure is nothing to be afraid of. It's a part of life. It's what happens. I have failed with a few of these podcasts. Like, I'm sure there's still a few podcasts up right now that I'm not exactly proud of. But I keep them up 
Um, there are videos on YouTube that I'm not proud of, but I keep them up because, you know, I'm not afraid to acknowledge my failure. I'm not afraid to say that, yes, I've had bad videos. I don't just keep the good ones up there. I don't want to seem perfect. No, I have bad videos. Just keep them up there. They're memories that I will always have and always keep to let myself know, to keep myself humble, first of all, but to let myself know that, man, you weren't always good at this. Sometimes you were kind of sucky at this. You had some bad episodes because you were in a bad state of mind or, you know, you just weren't really good at doing this. So here's the reminder. Okay. It's not a bad thing to remind ourselves that at some point in time we did fail, either a lot or a little. Um, and I don't think that should be a hindrance for anybody to use your talents and skills. Uh, because again, we fail at every other, like in any other aspect of our lives. And we're just like, eh, whatever. I'll just keep moving on. I guess we'll try again. So don't treat it as anything bigger than, you know, us failing to remember something or failing to complete a daily task or whatever it is. Just treat it as that nothing. It's nothing like, oh my gosh, we just oh, forgot to, you know, Get, grab my coffee before I left the house. Oh, well, guess I'll just keep moving on with my day. Like, we don't just sit there and, and stop and, you know, not get through our day. We keep going. We'll get coffee later or something, you know. We, we make time for future improvements. And that's something what we need. That's something that we need to do with our talents and skills. You may fail at a certain time, but, hey, make time for an improvement in the future. This pro like again, the process really isn't, you know, that's not that difficult, um, and it's something that we should um, we shouldn't fear so much. I really wish we wouldn't fear it so much. You know, I, I get it. The anxiety and the fear of the responsibility that you will you will be um, in possession of is a lot, especially when you're good at something, and people see that you're good at something, because. What does that bring? That brings people that are curious and that will bring people that are jealous as well. People that are equally happy for you. I'm sorry, there, there'll be like people that are happy for you and equally uh, an amount of people that will absolutely dislike you because they're not good at that thing, but they've always dreamed about being good at that thing. But here you are giving the natural, given the natural ability, you know, just like people may be jealous of singers and actors and other successful business men and women who are out there making millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars because they just, because this is their dream and they wanted to do it, but they never pursued it. Don't be that person. Don't end up being that person at the end of your life. You have this skill or talent that nobody else knew about. And suddenly when you're old, they just find out like, oh my gosh, you're good at this. Why the heck didn't you take advantage of this earlier? And I don't mean for selfish reasons. You can do this to add to society. And, and, and help somebody else overcome their fears and anxieties of, of being successful and or just acknowledging that the fact that they're good at something. Accept that. Accept that you have the natural ability or you've developed a skill over time that's, you know, that's, um, that you possess. It's a part of you now. So acknowledge it, internally acknowledge it. I don't mean go out there and post it on Facebook and Twitter and constantly make, you know, videos about it. No, but if somebody asks about it, don't deny it. 
don't deny it. Embrace it and acknowledge it. Have confidence in yourself. Some of us are really good at certain things, and we read and we need to remember that. And we need to stop downplaying it so much. There's a there's a certain level of humility, but there's also just a certain level of like it's disrespect to yourself to just not acknowledge the fact that you are good at something. I don't care what kind of cultural differences we may have. I still think it's disrespectful to yourself to not to to downplay how good you are at something because you can acknowledge it in a non uh, seemingly prideful way that doesn't make you look like a douchebag, but that's just like this person knows that they have talent. They know they have skill. And it's absolutely 100% okay that you acknowledge that in front of people. It is. For me, I only I would only do it if somebody asks me about it. Like, oh yeah, I can do that. It could be simple. Like, that's, that's acknowledgement right there. It's not super boastful or anything. It's like, yeah, I can do that. It's a simple acceptance. Saying that, yep, yeah, I can do it. And that's confidence. Right there, you know, wrapped in it too. So I, I think that's something we all need to work on. Um, if you are a person like me, like it's something we, we need to work on together and um, help each other out, you know. And what's funny is that we are the people that boost uh, others to be like, no, go for it. You are like, you're good at this. You should do it. But then again, we're the same people that won't accept that. Um, kind of encouragement for ourselves. It's like, what kind of, like, we're, we're living, we're living that kind of, I, I guess, life of irony. I don't know. Is, would that be irony? I don't know if that's ironic or not. Cause it's like, uh, cause I don't think it's, it's not really an oxymoron, I guess. Um, like a, like a big, small cup, you know, it's not like that. Uh, that's my first thought <laughs> when I think of oxymoron, I'm like big, small cup, <laughs> big, small problem. But it, it is something we need to work on. It's something that I will work on. And in the, over the years I will get better at, and I will be, um, I'll be better at. I think partially it is it is due to my perfectionist attitude that if I'm not like like on point with the thing that I with the skill or the talent that I have, then I'm not going to present it to somebody because I, I have less confidence in that thing because I know I, I know without a shadow of a doubt I will fail at that thing at some point and I don't want that failure to be in front of people. That goes with like trying new things as well. Um, but you know I know that's a weird thing as a person who produces this kind of content uh, online for people to see. And I openly fail tons of times on this show to say words properly and to make proper sentences and things like that. I ruin that. I mess up that stuff all the time, even when I'm upset. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I did mention that in the last episode. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm upset, I'm very prolific. I, my, uh, my words are put together quite well, sometimes, depending on how angry I am. I try not to get belligerent because that's just not okay. I don't want you guys to see me like that. Uh, but overall, yes, what, what I what I need from you guys 
is your best effort in the future going forward. You know, uh, I want us to stop downplaying what we're good at so much and just admit it. Be like, yeah, because having confidence in it, you know, having confidence while we're doing it, having confidence if somebody brings it up to us. Because again, I'm not saying go out here and, and advertise yourself so much unless that's like a business, like unless it's like a business you want to make out of it. Because you could, you could do that. Um, but if it's something that somebody brings up to you, don't deny it. Just accept it and be like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do that thing. I do. Um, and just go from there. Right? So remember that. So thank you everybody so much for listening. I appreciate it. Remember that love is patient. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.